Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. You're listening to Tita Talks, a podcast dedicated to usapang K-drama, Pinoy teleserye, and anything and everything Tita-related. Powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Now, here's your Tita, Tita Marian. Sa mundong puno ng kasamaan, what if the only people that can stop the forces of evil are the people from your favorite noodle house? Anong order mo? Dine-in o take-out? <laughs> This is a review episode of the K-drama, The Uncanny Counter. Hey there and welcome back to Tita Talks. I am officially back From my sabbatical leave from K-drama. <laughs> you know, like they say, diba, everything that is too much is not good. So, after watching several K-dramas from last year na back to back to back to back talaga yung pinapanood ko, you will really get to a point where you feel exhausted. Like, I still love K-drama, okay? I still love K-drama, pero napapagod ka lang talaga. That's why for a while, wala akong ginagawang K-drama review because wala talaga akong pinapanood na K-drama. Hindi ako nanonood. And I just started watching again with Mr. Queen. So, twice a week muna akong nanonood. And I did a review on that. If you want to check that out, I did a review with AJ and Ben. We talked about that K-drama, Mr. Queen. But today, I have another review for you. Another K-drama na pag-uusapan natin. But before we get into that, please don't forget to follow me if gusto mo lang on any of my social media accounts. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at TalksTita. And kamay nga yan. Sa atin, sa atin lang to ha. Meron na rin akong TikTok. Hindi <laughs> ko rin alam kung anong gagawin ko dun at kung anong ginagawa ko sa TikTok. Pero meron akong TikTok. It's at TalksTita. <laughs> Wala pa naman akong pinupost. So, wag mo na muna sigurong i-follow. Echos lang. So anyway, in today's episode, I will be sharing with you what I think are the reasons you may like. You might like this OCN hit K-drama, The Uncanny Counter. And... Also, why you may this may not be for you. Of course, I'll be sharing my opinion about it, my rating, and my favorite scenes or characters from the show, and so much more. Nandami na namang chika. So, let's go ahead. Let's begin. Quick details muna tayo, okay? So, The Uncanny Counter is a fantasy thriller that was based on a webtoon with the title Amazing Rumor. And the story centers on Somun, 
played by Jo Byung-yo. Okay, patawarin niyo na ako sa pronunciation. Alam mo naman, kung nakikinig ka nitong podcast na to, for so long, <laughs> hirap na hirap talaga ako sa pronunciation, whether Korean names, English words, kahinaan ko talaga yan. Pabigyan niyo na, okay? <laughs> so anyway, so again, the, the story centers on Somun, played by Jo Byung-gyo, a disabled high school boy who suddenly becomes part of the Counters, which is a group of paranormal... Pa- See? See? I cannot pronounce anything. <laughs> paranormal hunters that fights against evil spirits that prey on humans to escape afterlife. So it starts, like I said, Jo Byung-gyo, who is familiar to me dahil sa Sky Castle. So kung panood niyo yung Sky Castle, siya dun sa kambal. And then Yo Jun-sang, Kim Se-jong, okay, okay, let me just do this quickly. Kim Se-jong, oh my gosh. This K-drama, siya talaga yung revelation for me. I've seen her sa school 2017, pero kasi yung, well, the K-drama itself doesn't really like have much room for her to showcase her acting prowess, whatever. Pero kasi dito sa The Uncanny Counter, medyo may madramang eksena siya. And oh my gosh, ang galing ni ate, whether action or drama. In fairness, in fairness sa kanya. Anyway, and it also stars Yum Kieran na if napanood niyo na naman yung napanood niyo yung When the Camellia Blooms, siya yung attorney doon. Ang tagal ko din inisip, sabi ko, saan ko siya nap- nakita? Pamilyar eh. Pamilyar yung pagmumukha niya. Tapos na-realize ko, oh my gosh, si attorney. <laughs> And she was really good as well on that K-drama. So if you haven't checked that out, please go ahead and watch When the Camellia Blooms. I also did a review on that if you want to first see if it is for you or not. So again, uh, the Uncounty counter it is so far the highest rated k-drama of ocn so let's go ahead and talk about the things that could work for you so why you may like the uncanny counter first thing it's a fantasy thriller with action-packed adventure pretty lights <laughs> Tuwang-tuwa po ako dun sa, ano, sa the territory. Pag lumalabas, parang, oh, ang ganda ng ilaw. Available kaya to sa Shopee and Lazada. Hindi <laughs> pa ako, pero ang ganda. Well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantasy thriller uh, with action-packed adventure. May slow-mo punches, people jumping from building to building, suntukan. So, mapapataas talaga dito yung testosterone level mo. Super galing ng mga ano, fight scenes, in fairness. And it also has a bit of romance between teens and teens at heart. <laughs> um, probably not so todo. So let me just set your expectations, okay? If you are looking for something like a rom-com or something na nakakakilig, this may not be that nakakakilig. Um, I'm not so sure if it's because they are holding off the kilig for season 2. Yes, there is a season 2. It is confirmed. They have signed up for a season 2 probably next year or 2023. I don't know. But probably next year. Anyway, so I don't know if that's the reason kung bakit hinold off nila yung kilig. So, 
there were some nakakakilig scenes. Medyo nagsisimula pa lang yung landian, yung harutan. Pero wala talaga nung bongga. So please set your expectations kung ang hinahanap mo ay todo kilig, rom-com level na kilig. This may not be it, okay? Pero may konti, may konting kilig naman. So medyo bitin nga lang, yun. And then of course, drama. Uh, so for those naman na naghahanap ng mga good cry K-dramas, you may want to watch The Uncanny Counter for it. Pero ito yung ano lang, sakto lang siya. Hindi siya talaga yung iyak na todo kang iyak hanggang until the end. From episode 1 hanggang sa dulo na parang madilim masyado yung drama. Hindi naman, medyo sakto lang. Pero kasi... The story involves sudden death of people because of killers, okay, or psychopaths. So, expect that there will be hagulgol or ugly cry moments when yung na-reunite na sila with the people from, with their loved ones in the afterlife or kapag nagpapaalam na sila sa mga mahal nila sa buhay na naiwan. So, expect that, okay? I actually cried on some episodes, but... I had a dehydrating cry on the last episode. Dun lang ako medyo talaga tumodo ng iyak. Pero from time to time, napapaiyak din ako. Kasi nga, yun nga, that's, it's a story about that involves sudden death of people. So please expect. Um, if you have seen uh, yung kay Ayu, yung Hotel de Luna or yung Master Sun, this is somewhat similar. Now, ganun yung type of story niya. So, people will get to say goodbye sa mga naiwan nila. Or, and then, also, some would be reunited sa mga nauna ng namatay na minamahal or minamahal sa buhay. So, something like that. Okay? So, set your expectation. And then, lastly, why you may like The Uncanny Counter. If you love underdogs. Okay, andito na naman ako sa underdogs. So, if you love underdogs getting their well-deserved redemption, then you'll love the character development of Sumon. So, some, well, actually, some of the villains as well. <laughs> some of the villains in the series, you will love it. The, the character development nila. Gaya nga nang sinabi ko naman yung kay Sumon, si Sumon started out as a kid with a disability and was being bullied for it but ended up being an ace counter and some somehow somewhat getting a revenge on what on the other kids na nagbully sa kanya so ayun may may underdog story sort of parang ganun so so medyo masaya din panoorin na makikita mo siya na nagtagumpay so kung mahilig ka sa mga ganung type of story then you'll love the Uncanny Counter. Now, let's talk about why The Uncanny Counter may not be for you. Why you may not like it, okay? I actually have... I only have one. I only have one reason for you. Hey there! I hope na nag-enjoy ka sa pakikinig sa episode na ito. 
if you are and you want to show some love to this tita, para naman tuloy-tuloy pa rin yang gawin itong podcast, check out the affiliate links on the description box. Sa mahilig mag-online shopping dyan, affiliated ang tita nyo sa Lazada and Shopee. At sa team abroad, may Amazon din ang tita nyo. So wala talaga kayong kawala. <laughs> Kaya baka naman, nag-enjoy ka na mag-shopping, natulungan nyo pa ang tita nyong Gina G. So go ahead and click on those links. So, the uncanny counter may not be for you if you easily gag on blood and scenes that involves stabbing. Okay, so for those that are new to K-drama, if ikaw ay baguhan sa K-drama, um, Korea actually, sa Korea kasi, it's hard to acquire a gun. It's not like in the US that it's very easy to acquire a gun. So, sa, sa Korea, mahirap. So, the method of... Uh, paano ba? <laughs> Napaka-dilim naman ng pag-uusap na to. Pero, yun nga, yung one of the ways to na ginagamit ng mga kriminal is stabbing. So, as a fan of action thrillers, particularly ng mga police procedures, medyo sanay na ako eh. Medyo kumbaga, pangit mang pakinggan, pero na-desensitize na sa akin yung mga ganitong eksena. Pero, I can st- tell you that I still had those moments na napapangiwi as in napapa ooh, ooh, napapaganon ako <laughs> so this may not be a good introductory series for those that are not sanay to this type of series so if for example you are new to K-drama and you started with Crash Landing on you on yung makilig-kiligan and then your friends started to talk about The Uncanny Counter. Kasi for a while, it was one of the most buzzed or talked about K-drama. This may not be a good introductory, okay? <laughs> the Uncanny Counter may be a fantasy adventure series, but I find it a bit darker than what you expect from an R14 Netflix series. Maraming uh, blood gushing. Yung sound palang ng knives being swung around medyo talagang nakaka trigger <laughs> medyo ano siya nakaka-shock so yeah i just think that it may be a shock to new k-drama fans again particularly for those that are new to this type of genre and yeah well OCN din kasi yung may gawai <laughs> What do you expect? OCN to. So, medyo dark talaga to. You know, I've been watching several K-dramas from this cable channels, OCN, TVN, JTBC, that I've actually, I have biases when it comes to, yun nga, mga K-dramas. Like, for example, if it's kilig-kiligan, if it's K-drama or rom-com, uh, I turn to TVN. They produce the best, some of the best, some of the best na nakakakilig K-dramas out there, like Crash Landing on You, Reply 1988. So, yun talaga yung forte nila. When it comes to K-dramas naman that have amazing stories that involves sociopolitical issues, yung mga parang after mong panoorin itong K-drama na to, is gusto mong mag I turn to JTBC. Sila naman talaga yung pinakamagagaling. Like Itaewon Class, Kai Castle, yun. Yun yung ilan sa mga panlaban nila. But, when it comes to detective series or action series, doon naman magaling ang OCN. 
so far they have well actually i think most of my favorite detective or police procedure series are from ocn like bad guys voice ang dami and if you want if you want if you are interested in the on those type of um k dramas na gusto mo yung mga ganun din mga police procedures from ocn or anywhere Just go ahead and tell me on any of my social media accounts. I would be happy to create that for you if you want. Kung gusto nyo lang, kung interesado kayo sa mga ganong type of K-dramas. <laughs> Now, okay. So, those are the things that I think would be the reason for you to watch The Uncanny Counter and the reason why you may not want to watch it, okay? Now, it's time for me to share my thoughts about the series or the K-drama, The Uncanny Counter. This is also the part where you can stop listening to this episode if you haven't seen the K-drama yet and you have and you hate spoilers, okay? Because I'll definitely be mentioning some spoilers. <laughs> In the next few minutes, I will be mentioning spoilers back to back to back. <laughs> so please go ahead and check out other podcasts instead or other episodes. Um... Kung wala ka namang gustong episode from your Tita Talks podcast, go ahead and check other podcasts under Podcast Network Asia. We actually have like a hundred um, podcasts under the network. So there's always something for you, whatever you are into right now. But please don't forget, pakinggan nyo pa rin ang inyong tita every Tuesday. <laughs> All right, so I'll give you three seconds. Three, two, One. Okay. Walang sisihan, ha? Okay. Alright, so let's go ahead and talk about my thoughts on The Uncanny Counter. Honestly, <laughs> alam mo may sasabihin yung masama eh pag sinimula, sinimula ng honestly. Hindi <laughs> naman masama, okay? Let me explain. Alright. Um, honestly, The Uncanny Counter felt all over for me. Like, Sabog. <laughs> Sabog yung kwento for me, okay? Let me explain, okay? Now, I don't know if the webtoon was better and what changes they made in the K-drama, but I felt that this was another case of too much things compressed into 16 episodes. Like, if sinusundan mo yung webtoon, posibleng maiinis ka sa nakakinalabasan ng K-drama because... There were so many things na hindi sinama. And that's how I have felt, actually. I felt that there were so many things na hindi sinama sa season 1 that could have made things better. So, yun. Yun yung pakiramdam ko. There were so... Well, not so many. Pero there were some inconsistency, inconsistencies kasi with the story and characters. Um, well, let me start with the characters. Unang-una... Let me just say this again. I love Sejong and her character, Hana. I was honestly surprised by how good she is at drama and action. Pero, you know, let's be honest. She is not really the typical built for action. Medyo pitit kasi si ate mo eh. Pero when she was doing the her stunts or, well, at least yung double niya. Pero yung action scenes niya, it was so hard racing. Talagang napapa... Ganyan, ganyan, kaliwa, kaliwa, sabakin mo. <laughs> Mapapaganon ka pa rin eh. However, 
I felt that there was no clear description of each character's ability or strength. Like, I thought si Hana lang yung may kayang, kakayahang mag-locate ng mga evil spirits that steps on a, ter- on a territory. But then, there were some scenes na si Solomon had also the same ability. So, and that was even before he acquired the second spirit, yung second yung spirit, di ba? There, if I'm not mistaken, there was a scene, I'm not sure kung mga episode 8, parang ganun. He had that, um, parang eksena na, parang na- nalocate din niya yung evil spirit. Pero, I thought si Hana lang yung may kakayahang ganun. And I also thought na si Hana lang ang may kakayahan to somehow see history or read mind. Pero, apparently, may ganun ding ability yung iba. Which is, possible reason kung bakit ayaw magpahawak ni Hana sa iba pa niyang mga kasama because they can read her history or her memory. So, ayun, medyo inconsistent na parang kung kaya naman pala nila magbasa kaya takot na takot si Hana, bakit hindi naman nila ginagawa? I mean, possible na si Hana yung pinakamagaling pero yun nga eh, sabog yung walang, walang clear description ng kusino may kakayahan ng ganito. And then, when it comes to strength, halos ganun din lang yung powers ni Hana and ni Motak. Well, of course, medyo stronger ng konte si Motak. Pero they use the same method of fighting eh. I, thought, I was kind of hoping na medyo stro- ano, si Motak siguro, let's say, boxing. Yung style ng pagkikipaglaban niya. As in, talagang fist fight. And then, si Hana naman yung medyo judo. May mga sipa, may mga kung ano-anong mga ganun. So, I was hoping na ganun sana, just so I can differentiate yung galing ni Mota at yung galing ni Hana. Pero, hindi eh. Although, I, si Somon, yes, he can also do the same thing as Hana and Mota. Pero, gets ko naman na he's like the three-in-one <laughs> kind of character. So, siya naman talaga yung bida ng, ng K-drama na ito. Although, silang apat yung nasa poster, pero the story revolves on his life. So, Gets ko naman yon So, doon lang sa dalawa mismo, sa kay Hana tsaka kay Motak, them alone, hindi clear eh. Maybe because I can't help by, but compare it to another K-drama from OCN, which is Bad Guys. If you have seen that K-drama, it's a bit old, pero it's a story as well about four characters din sila doon, four nabida, but it was very clear for me nung pinapanood ko yung, yung bad guys kung sino yung maasahan sa suntukan, sa barilan, sa pagpaplano. So there were, parang may division. May, may, alam mo kung sino yung muscle, sino yung brain, parang ganun. So I was hoping that I could probably see that somehow dito nung, nung nilabas nila yung trailer. Sabi ko, iniisip ko na, yun nga, maybe one of them would be like, yun sana si si madam si ano to si Ajo Macho siya yung healer at least yun clear okay siya yung healer pero yun uh, medyo sabog sabog talaga <laughs> at ako sabog na rin charot <laughs> now don't hate me on this pero again <laughs> this is my opinion and i still have to it's my responsibility to share with you just to set your expectations Okay. Um, 
I didn't like the characters of Ajumacho and the female detective. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Niko naman hate, okay? I don't hate them, pero I just felt that they are the weakest characters considering na medyo matas yung level nila. Like for example kay Ajumam. Medyo medyo na weak ako sa kanya. Um, well let me explain, okay? For Ajumacho, ano ba bakit ko tinatawag siyang Ajumacho? Pero basta si Ajuma. Feeling ko kasi ang awkward na makita yung halos kaedad ng nanay ko na nakikipagsuntukan. <laughs> Well, during the first few episodes pati, tumatakbo siya. Pero nung mga last few episodes, medyo ano na siya, kalmado na. Even before siya nung, even before siya yung munti ka ng ma, ano, madads, medyo naglalakad-lakad na lang siya. Hindi na siya yung tumatakbo talaga eh. I was thinking kasi na aside sa from her role as a healer, maybe she can compensate for the lack of action scene by being the brain of team or the driver. Yung parang somewhere na medyo may leveling pa rin siya pero kasi ang hirap imagining na eh, eh, alam mo naman, pag nanonood ako ng K-drama, iniisip ko talaga na parte ako ng counters. So parang hindi ko matake, hindi ko ma-imagine na yung ganun na pinoportray nila na medyo matanda na siya tapos makikipagsuntukan. So Uh, hindi ko ma-imagine. Parang hindi hindi siya acceptable. <laughs> I don't know. Alam niyo naman, nagfe-feeling naman ako. Palaging feeling ko kasama ako sa mga counters. Anyway, as for the female detective, medyo formulated, nanghihinayang ako siya sa character niya. Formulated na kasi siya, eh. siya yung the forgotten lover. Pero parang there's so many questions on on my mind like Nasa isang probinsya lang sila ni Motak. Pero for seven years, hindi niya nahanap si Motak. Given, okay, na posible nagtatago, may amnesia si Motak. Pero di ba hindi naman sa... Hindi naman si Motak talagang super nagtatago. Meron siyang noodle house. Meron, lumalabas-lamas din sila. I mean, from the hospital, nung moment na nawala siya sa hospital, di ba parang, te, hindi mo hinanap? Seven years? Tapos nung nagkita sila, para siyang, ang dating sa akin, may inutang pa si, parang inutangan siya ni Motak na hindi binayaran for seven years. Yun yung naging dating sa akin eh. Kasi parang hindi ko naramdaman na may connection sila. Na parang nagdudang ako ng una na parang, si ate ba ay may crush lang kay Motak na hindi niya naipagtapat noon. Pero eventually malalaman ko, fiancé na pala siya. Na parang amdun sila sa level na ganun. Pero yung reaction niya nung first time na nagkita sila at nung mga times na nagkakausap sila, parang, ha? Totoo ba to? Ewan ko, parang may missing, may missing na eksena. Na, yun nga yung sinasabi ko na parang meron sigurong explanation sa webtoon na hindi isinama sa series. So nung hindi isinama, kala nila okay. Pero sa isip ko, parang, I'm missing something. Ganun. Anyway, so yeah, um, I just felt na silang dalawa, although medyo heavy yung eksena nila, pero weak. I don't know. Ako lang siguro talaga to. Pero alam mo kung sino nagustuhan ko? Ang nagustuhan ko sa K-drama na ito? 
yung evil spirit <laughs> na si Ji Chung Shin. <laughs> yun talaga yung nagustuhan ko. Mas well-developed kasi yung character niya para sa akin eh. Mas na-explore yung drama ng buhay niya. And at the end, nakita ko kung saan galing yung hinanakit na nag-cause sa kanya na maging masama. So yun, yun yung sanang hinahanap ko na explanation dun sa buhay ni, nung female detective. Pero yun nga, buti na lang dito kay Ji Chong Shin, yung evil spirit, medyo nabigyan nila ng background story. So pinakita yung mga, nag-flashback ng mga, yung memories niya, kung bakit, kung paano, nag, ano, kung baga paano nag-escalate uh, into this type of person yung evil spirit na ito or yung evil na tao, and then into an evil spirit. Anyway, other than him, nagustuhan ko din yung mga BFF ni Somon dito. Oh my gosh, I love those two. But the weird thing is that I don't see them as a regular group of friends, but rather as a family. Yung itsura ng dalawa, they look like Somon's ano eh, second parents for me, rather than BFF. Yung girl... Kung mangaral kasi parang nanay. <laughs> Tapos yung guy naman, yung other yung other guy, para naman siya yung tatay. Nangangaral din pero minsan nagiging under nung nanay pag pinapagalitan din. <laughs> so yun yung yun, iba yung dynamics nila compared to all other BFF or friends from all other key dramas that I've seen. Iba. Iba yung level. But then somehow I I I am reminded that they are still high school BFF when they do things like nagbabike or nagharutan. So, iba. Iba lang talaga yung datingan nito. Medyo kakaiba siya sa from all other group of friends na nakita ko from all other K-dramas. But I love them. I love the interaction between the three of them. At isa pa sa nagustuhan ko din na character, <laughs> yung junior villain. Si Shin Yoku, yung anak ng mayor, ni Mayor Shin. Siyempre, gigil ako. Gigil na gigil actually sa simula. Pero medyo, nung medyo nilagyan kasi nila ng background. Yung memories, yung nakita ni Somon yung memories kung ano yung interaction nung ni ano? Shin Yoku sa tatay niya at kung paano siya tratuhin ng tatay niya sa bahay nila. Medyo na-gets ko na kung saan galing yung repressed aggression kaya siya nambubuli. So, medyo kompleto din yung story arc niya. So, kaya nagustuhan ko rin siya. Now, speaking of bully, okay. Let me now address the elephant in the room, Okay. Let's talk about the future of season 2 of The Uncanny Counter after masangkot ni Job Yunggyo sa bullying issue. Okay, so at this time na nire-record ko tong episode na ito, wala pang napapatunayan so far sa mga accusations sa kanya. Although, nag-release na siya ng statement, si Job Yunggyo, nag-release na siya ng statement uh, or comment about the issue and if I'm not mistaken, parang ang interpretation ko sa sinabi niya is that it is possible na meron siya mga ginawa noong kabataan niya na mga things na dala din ng kabataan. Like, you know, the normal things that we, I think almost every one of us had those uh, stupid things na ginawa natin out of, you know, 
peer pressure, kabataan, we just don't know anything better, parang ganun. So, sabi niya, it is possible, and then he was also bully, pero medyo parang hindi niya ma... Ewan ko, parang hindi niya naman niya kinonfirm talaga yung mga accusations sa kanya kasi ang sabi niya doon is hindi daw niya maalala. Kasi nga, ilang taon na rin yun. Ilang middle school, elementary school yung mga reklamo sa kanya. So, posibleng nga talagang hindi niya naalala or posibleng sa kanya it was just harutan between friends pero sa iba is a type of bullying. So, okay. Now, let me just do a real tita talk moment, okay? Pagbigyan niyo na. First of all, we all agree, okay? We all agree that bullying in any shape or form is unacceptable. Whether it's physical, psychological, whatever it is. Any type of bullying is unacceptable. It's not good, okay? For those that are asking, why just now? Bakit hindi maka-move on ng mga taong ito? Like, for example, yung mga nag-accuse kay Jobong Yu. Some of them were bullied, uh, quote-unquote bullied, nung elementary days, nung middle school. So, okay. So, for those that are asking, bakit ngayon lang sila naglalabasan? Okay? Well, there are scars in life that don't completely heal no matter how many years have passed. Ikaw, for sure, I know may mga scars ka din sa buhay mo na hanggang ngayon, baon-baon mo pa. Like for example, there are people na hirap na hirap magtiwala dahil ilang beses na silang binigo na mga mahal nila sa buhay noon. So, kahit na sabihin natin na matagal na yon, pero hanggang ngayon may iba pa rin na hirap sa ating magtiwala because dala-dala pa rin natin yung scars na yon sa buhay natin. Every one of us, every one of us hides a wound or two or a scar or two. And I think that's because we are living. Dahil buhay tayo. Wala namang umaaray, napatay, ba? So, yun. Every one of us hides a scar or scars because we are living. So, please don't question why these people are coming out now because maybe some of them wanted to do so, wanted to come out for so long but never got the courage. And now that he or she sees other people standing up against their bullies, so they finally found the courage to do so or to do it as well. Pero, you know, with all these things that are happening right now, with all the bullying issues, left and right, idols, actors, my only fear is that it's possible that some of these quote-unquote victims may not really be victims, but people who hold grudges against these actors or idols because they made something out of their lives and they haven't yet. Ganon. Yun yung isa sa mga kinakabahan ko talaga. The question is, how do we know who is telling the truth and who are just hiding their jealousy on these anonymous names and pretending to be victims? Okay? The answer is actually, we don't know. We won't know. We won't know who's telling the truth or not because una-una, 
we were not there. Okay? Unless you were really there. Pero, <laughs> pero karamihan sa atin, we were not there. Hindi natin naging kaklase yung mga taong to. Hindi, kaklase, hindi natin naging kaklase yung mga idols or biases natin. We don't know them personally. So, posible din na no matter how shy and pakyut sila sa social media and on camera, we wouldn't know what our biases are capable of. Diba? So, it's hard to tell kung sino yung nagsasabing ng totoo at kung sino yung nakikisakay lang sa issue at gusto lang talagang manakit. Kasi posibleng nung kabataan nila, siya yung star sa klase nila. At itong mga idols or actors, eh, mga lesser people. Eh, well, hindi naman lesser people, pero you get my point. Yung parang mga hindi mo aasahan na magiging bida ng mga teledrama, teledrama tuloy, ng k-drama. But then now, they see them on TV, they listen to their songs on radio. So, it's possible na yung iba, eh, ingit lang. Ingit lang sa buhay. Or, yun nga, may inferiority complex. Parang ganun. So, the best that we can do is to be vigilant about it. You know, don't believe everything immediately, but let us hold our idols, our biases accountable and make sure that these complaints are addressed properly and not just sideswept in an effort to save our biases, um, yung career nila. And I remember Auntie Kiki from the podcast Quickie PH. She recently guested sa podcast episode ng The Culpas and she said that instead of a cancel culture, it should be a call-out culture. Call out those who did wrong, but let us not corner them and cancel them immediately. Kasi if we do that, if we corner our idols and biases or any of these actors or idols and we cancel them immediately, boycott na natin lahat ng mga projects nila, then how are we different from a bully? Diba? So think about it, okay? And this is also why I love what they did to the bully, Shinyok, sa, sa The Uncounted Counter. Mabalik tayo, okay? <laughs> Mabalik ko lang. Pinakita kasi doon yung development ng karakter niya na once na-realize niya na mali siya noon sa pambubuli niya, he personally apologized sa mga sinaktan niya and then tinanggap naman ng mga victims. Because, you know, we all deserve forgiveness and second chances in life. So, dito naman sa usapan ng season 2 ng, yun nga, The Uncanny Counter with the issue, after or after the issue with the lead, um, there were talks na papalitan daw yung bida or si Jobungyo papalitan because nga, dahil sa scandal. Honestly, if you ask for my personal opinion, ito again, ay aking personal opinion, I'm actually against it. Unang-una, one of the reasons kung bakit pumatok talaga din itong k-drama na ito is because magaling yung bida. Magaling si Jobungyo. Sa drama, sa action, sa romance. Dalang-dala ako sa mga iyak niya. And I, again, I'm not a fan. It's just that I appreciate. I think it's, you know, it's best to give credit when the credit is due. Or where the credit... Tama ba? <laughs> Basta. Hindi <laughs> ko na alam kung ano pinagsasabi ko. Pero yun nga. Magaling kasi talaga siya. And it's just sa mga rason eh. Diba... I- 
siya naman talaga yung bida dito. So, kung hindi siya magaling, hindi sana to papatok, ba diba? So, isa siya sa reason kung bakit nag-work itong series na to. And, you know, despite the mess of the story itself, magaling kasi siya eh. Magaling si Jo Bungyo. He was constantly good with the portrayal of his character. So, if the people of OCN is listening right now, kung nakikinig kayo, <laughs> let me already tell you that it's going to be a really, really risky decision kung papalitan nyo si Jo Bungyo on season 2. Okay? Unang-una, first of all, in English ko lang, di ba? <laughs> Hindi pa naman kasi napapatunayan yung issue. Okay? And then, also, kung papalitan nyo siya, I think the only way that you can redeem season 2 is if you would get someone na medyo bigger or bigger artist compared to Jo Bungyo. So, kung mas may mat- matindi, matindi, hindi naman matindi, yung pero mas malaking artista na gaganap sa kanyang role sa season 2, posible, posible niyong makuha yung mga fans and season 2 may actually work. Pero the question is, sinong artista ang mas mataas na level kay Jo Bungyo ang tatanggapin ang role na medyo may bahit na ng scandal? Okay, at saka may mga fans na. Kasi for sure, there are people na nagustuhan si Jo Bungyo because of the character. At yung character nagustuhan dahil kay Jo Bungyo. So, kumaga may following na. So, it would be really risky. So, again, kung hindi man napapatunayan pa, why are you going to change it? Kung mapatunayan man na talagang nagkasala at merong mang naginawa si Jo Bungyo. I I think let's wait on how he would react kung, di ba? Let's see if the situation, I mean, my point is, wag agad-agad palitan, okay? Kasi it's very risky. Ako na mismo ang sasabi sa iyo OCN. Minsan na nga lang tayong pumasok sa top 20, okay? Voice Two pa yung last na pinakamataas na rating natin. So please, <laughs> parang awan yun na, pag-isipan yung munang mabuti, okay? Kinakabahan ako. Eh. I'm actually looking forward to season 2. There's so many, I'm still hopeful that season 2 would so be so much better. Pero, yun nga, awan ko. <laughs> OCN, ayusin mo ang pag-decision. And with that, okay, I am now going to rate the series from 1 to 10. And again, 10 being the highest, I will give The Uncanny Counter a rating of 7.57. I love the fantasy adventure. Uh, but again, the story and the characters were just all over for me that I'm so confused on so many things about them. Okay, so hindi ko alam kung sino talaga yung may kakayahang ganito or may kakayahang ganyan. But yeah, still it's a good fantasy adventure series. So for those that are into that type of K-drama, you may want to watch The Uncanny Counter. Okay? And with that, thank you so much for listening again to another review of your Tita. Until the next time, good night kids. I love you Bruno Mars. 
Thank you for listening to the Tita Talks podcast with your Tita Marian. Make sure to follow and subscribe to the show so you won't miss out on new episodes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.